I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's level one adult and pediatric trauma center. Please remember, we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Healthy Matters on this Sunday morning. Dr. David Hilden, your host, is back from taking some time off. Welcome back. Thank you, Danny. Uh, you missed uh, some, or did you enjoy no, some of the cold weather? I was back in time. I went from a huge temperature swing. So, um, I will, first of all, thanks, to, thanks a lot to my good friend Sam Ives for covering for me last week. I had a re- relatively unexpected need to be in the Middle East. Wow. Which is a sentence you don't say very often. <laughs> But uh, I was giving um, two days' worth of um, lectures to a group of physicians in the city of Doha in Qatar, um, Q-A-T-A-R, in the Mm -hmm. Middle East. And so uh, that was – I was literally filling in for a friend of mine who um, unfortunately had a skiing accident at Lutzen. So it's a long, convoluted story. But anyways, I was in the Middle East, came back, and it's a zillion below zero, and it felt great to be home. I bet it did. It always does. For I matter. love it. You know, it's good. And the fog we have today looks like something out of that last scene in Casablanca. Oh, I know what you, you, you know that, that scene was good, I mean? Of course you I do. You know that scene I mean? The, Absolutely. It's going to be the start of a beautiful Louis. Yes. That's you and me, Denny, right there. <laughs> That's it. Well, we, we, uh, well welcome back. I'm glad, Thank I'm glad you. you made it back safely uh, to and from. Uh, we have a very interesting show to bring forth uh, today. You and I talked about this before you left, too. Uh, integrative health. I guess we maybe we can describe I'm gonna tell what, you what it is. is. Oh, good. That's a good start. And you For, brought a special uh, guest. Absolutely, today. I did. Fortunately, I brought somebody who knows more about it than I do, so it can help us out with that. So we're going to talk about integrative health, which in the past, some of you may be heard by other terms which are less uh, appropriate. They're less apt. Um, you maybe have heard complementary care, but then you want to say it's complementary to what? You know, um, and and used to say alternative medicine, but then that makes it sound like it's an alternative to something else. And and so the 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 term that is used now is integrative health. And I brought Dr. Arthi Prasad. Dr. Prasad is my boss, so I got to be nice. I got to be super oh. nice here. Um, I can't say anything. Uh, you know. It'll get me in trouble, Danny. You better bring your boss some coffee and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. done. It's done. <laughs> oh, you're, you're done. Right, All right, good. It's done. Good. All right, okay, let me tell you a little bit about her, and then I'll let her do some, some of the talking. Dr. Prasad's been in Minnesota um, a year and a half, and she came from the state of New Mexico, where she was the head of uh, general internal medicine there. And now she is the chair of the Department of Medicine at Hennepin Healthcare. What that means is that she's responsible for uh, the largest department at Hennepin, um, the Department of Medicine, for listeners, it's what we mean as internal medicine. Listeners think of the entire hospital as medicine. But in a healthcare organization, the Department of Medicine is internal medicine, which includes general medicine, hospital care, 
and 15, 16, 17 different subspecialties that you maybe have heard of. Cardiology, pulmonology, nephrology, all those ologies. So she's in charge of all of them. She's in charge of some 250, 300 um, healthcare providers, physicians and the like. And she also has an interesting practice and an expertise in integrative health. She's got expertise in culturally inspired patient care, in her professional um, education, community engagement, and physician well-being. And if we have time, we're even going to talk about a way she's trying to help bring around this country and indeed in Minnesota specialty care to areas outside of the metro area. So that's a big resume. So first of all, welcome to the show, Arthi. Thank you, David. Great to have you here. Um, okay, so you came from New Mexico where life is good and the sun is shining and you came to this. <laughs> How how did you land in Minnesota? Uh, David, Hennepin Healthcare recruited me to yeah. be your department chair. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, my office is right next to Arthi's and I think that she's regretting that ever since because I never shut up. <laughs> I always hear you, David. I know when David is around and when he's in Qatar. Exactly. She knows all that stuff. So so how has it been? How has been your adjustment to Minnesota? Um, is it... in- interesting. Yeah. It's developing. I should say we are settling down in Minnesota as well as uh, at Hennepin Healthcare. Um, this is a great city. And uh, Hennepin Healthcare is a great system to work for. You know, all of you are uh, there who provide such a person-centered care. And this is why I came here, if you ask me. You know, I was very impressed with the mission of Hennepin Healthcare um, is to take into account community, person-oriented care, and all the values of Hennepin are really the values of integrative health as I see them. Well, that's, that's a great um, um, description. We see, we're not going to talk about this today, but I, I wanted, you, you said the word person-centered care. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Right. So um, as you know, David, uh, how we practice uh, allopathic medicine and healthcare, most of the time when we are seeing patients and we are seeing their problems, we try to provide a Band-Aid fix given the time constraints. So there's a problem, here's a remedy, and we are done most of the times. Uh, but in person-centered care, which is a more holistic care, you look beyond that disease process and that patient, and you take into account their uh, their personal values, their social life, their spiritual values, um, their emotional issues. So it's more of a holistic care. So you look at a person as a whole than as a disease. And it sounds, you know, when you when you describe, I think I know what it means, and I've, you know, because I've been immersed in this language, but I'll bet you listeners listening to what you just said are thinking, right on. That's exactly what we should be doing all these years. I wonder how we got to the point, um, and we're going to talk about integrative of care and why why it's made perhaps mm-hmm. more person-centered, but how did we get to this point where the doctor knows what's right, we tell you what to do, and it's about me? Isn't that a little bit what our healthcare system has become that, a little bit? I, I see that's where we have, you know, I think we have been heading towards that for the last, you know, two decades. And I think it's given all the uh, issues in our current healthcare, which is the resources, uh, time, uh, the way health insurance companies drive the healthcare, the number of patients and finances, you know, finances of the institution, organization, and healthcare, the expenses are huge. And in order to meet those expenses, we need to provide that production type of care. And I think that is a whole problem. Um, I am holding a glass here in my hands right now that I just picked up randomly to drink water. And it says, uh, Intercom, one thing, sustainability initiative. On the other side of the glass, it says, what's your one thing? I think my one thing today and forever, it's compassion and healing and health care. 
No, that's a really good thing. I, I, well, you were able to summarize it just that quickly. That was yeah. good. I really like that. So does our health care system um, – we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna shift gears then from our and, and listeners. When we say allopathic healthcare, that is what you might know of as your Western trained doctor who went to me, who guy who went to medical school, uh, does stuff to you, prescribes Medicaid, Western style. Um, I don't like to. Do you like the word traditional medicine? Because I don't like the word traditional medicine because it's only traditional. Because if you grew up in Fargo, if you grew up in mm-hmm. Beijing, it's not traditional at all. Mm-hmm. So, what is the difference between allopathic or our our Western mm-hmm. style medicine and and integrative health? And and what kind of integrative mm-hmm. health are we doing at Hennepin? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is it is a challenging question. I would say because um, conventional medicine is the traditional medicine in this country, which is the allopathic approach to medicine. And when you asked about allopathy, that's the, you know, term which is given to what is currently taught in medical schools. So clearly we learned the pathophysiology of diseases. Uh, We learned about um, treatment options, um, which mostly revolve around medications and surgeries. Um, and other types of invasive, you know, care options. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's all needed. That's all needed. This is what we teach in medical schools. So in a way, you say conventional medicine is the modern medicine, which is taught in medical schools. And uh, what is not taught in medical schools as much, even though things are changing, there, there is a big movement of teaching person-centered care in medical schools and uh, respecting the diversity of patients and uh, respecting the cultural nuances in, in, in patients' health care. So things are changing, but uh, conventionally we have taught very state a type of medicine which is more of a reductionist approach. Um, the Western medicine uh, takes, uh, you know, reductionism is actually one of the things that we look at. So uh, for a particular problem, there is a medication or uh, surgical options. So I would call that a, a conventional or modern medicine. I agree with you. Maybe traditional medicine is not the term to use for that because traditional medicine in India would mean Ayurvedic medicine, traditional medicine in China would mean Chinese medicine. Right, right. It depends yeah, on what, what, what you, you consider your, tra- yeah. your traditions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So integrative, we have had at Hennepin, this I know because I've been here. I've been here longer than you now. Of course. Uh, yeah, I've been here a few years. We had a, an integ- it was called something different, but an integrative division way back in the 70s. And what we were one of the first hospital systems, major academic teaching hospitals in the country, to have an integrative health division. I, I remember Pat Culleton. She was on this show 10 years ago to help talk about that. So we've had this for many years. What is the current state at Hennepin of the integrative health um, of the services we provide? Sure. You did something wonderful. So you started with that clinic that you just referred to, which was called the Alternative Medicine it Clinic. It was alternative at yeah. the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think, so what I have heard from you all, that it was the oldest, this was kind of the first of its own kind alternative medicine clinic in the state of Minnesota. It was. There were smaller ones the smaller out there. Smaller ones but out at, there. At a big urban um, academic medical school related yeah. hospital we were yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that alternative medicine clinic has now evolved into integrative health clinic. So that still exists at HCMC, which is wonderful. But the health system has taken so many um, 
new steps in that regard because now in our primary care system, which is all of our outreach clinics, uh, we have uh, complementary and integrative health providers, uh, which are chiropractors and acupuncturists uh, and psychologists. You know, they are part of conventional care as well as they're part of integrative care. So this is wonderful. You have integrated some of the components of integrative health practitioners into primary care practices, um, providing integrative primary care. So that's what's happening at ACMC. And we also have a very robust uh, family medicine uh, program uh, with um, a focus on integrative health and group medical visits, um, as well as uh, a teaching program uh, for our trainees, um, family medicine residents. Um, And I think you'll be proud to know that we just started integrative medicine training program for our own residents and internal medicine because we have the largest internal medicine residency program. We do, indeed. And so you're you're integrating, to use the word, um, this uh, uh, type of training that has not been present in internal medicine very broadly before. Were you doing this in New Mexico as well? Yeah. Is that where your interest started? Or or I didn't mention this yeah. for, to listeners earlier. Dr. Prasad's originally from India. Did you start this work way back when you were in India? Because you've been in New Mexico for some decades. Or did you get into this uh, when you got down to Albuquerque? A great question, David. Um, so I grew up with the concepts of integrative medicine in India, but it is really not called integrative medicine. It's just part of Medicine it's in medicine, general. Yeah. So you use or integrate folk medicine, herbs, supplements, nutrition, spirituality, yoga as part of your daily life, uh, but you don't prescribe that separately. So I grew up with that concept. But when I came here, I was trained in conventional medicine, I should say modern medicine. And when I went into my practice as a primary care provider, I realized that a lot of patients were needing or trying to um, have me fill that gap in their health care. Um, and this is how I got intrigued and reintroduced to the concept of integrative medicine. That's terrific. Um- we're going to talk more about integrative medicine with Dr. Arthi Prasad um, here on Healthy Matters. I do want to alert listeners to a few things. Number one, if you need to get a hold of any doctor at, or provider of any kind at Hennepin Healthcare, including Dr. Prasad, the number is easy. It's 612-873-MYMD. And people tell me I say that too fast, so let me say it slower. 612 873 Six nine six three, and I want to always encourage you to go to myhealthymatters.org. That's all one word: myhealthymatters.org for more news and information and links and fun things. Myhealthymatters.org. And as we head to the break, uh, Doctor Hilden, let me invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you uh, want to call in, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text number is eight one eight zero seven. And welcome back to Healthy Matters. If you're just joining us, uh, Doctor Hilden is back. And we're glad he is. He has got a special guest. In case you joined us a little bit late, we're talking about integrative health. And uh, uh, who did you bring with you again? Indeed we are, Denny. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. We're talking integrative health with Dr. Arthi Prasad, who is a specialist in that. She's an internal medicine physician. She is the chairperson of the Department of Medicine at Hennepin Healthcare. Many of you remember us as HCMC, um, which we still are. I should say that. You know, the hospital still is HCMC, the hospital. But we're more than a hospital. It's we got a dozen clinics, and we have we have um, uh, procedural places, and so we're we're Hennepin Healthcare System. Um, but anyway, she's the chair of the Department of Medicine. Uh, one comment about her job title that I didn't mention before: in academic circles, in medical schools, and in universities, a, a very great honor is to hold a chair that has been endowed. And at at Hennepin, we have a few endowed chairs. 
And the chair that Dr. Prasad hold is called the Scott Davies Endowed Chair of Medicine. And what that means is two things. It's an honor for two people. It's an honor for Dr. Davies. He is my former boss, and he still remains a very good friend. He lives here in the Twin Cities. He's a pulmonologist and critical care doctor. And his contributions to, to Hennepin and to the, the health of untold thousands of Minnesotans um, it is, it's just legendary. And so the chair is, the, is named after Scott Davies. So it's an honor for him. It's also an honor for the person who holds that chair. And Dr. Prasad is the recipient of that chair. So she was recruited from New Mexico to hold the Scott Davies chair, endowed chair of medicine. So I, I wanted to mention that. That's kind of, um, for those of you who have in some academia or in um, large healthcare organizations, that's a big deal. Um, so I wanted to bring that up as well. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about integrative health. We're talking about integrative health. Now, Dr. Prasad, you work in our cancer center. What's that about? What is your practice like um, in, in integrative oncology? Great. Well, I think it would be nice to have a little bit of uh, background. Um, uh, I think that would be a good response to this question if we have that background. So the movement of integrative health, or it, you know, it was called complementary and alternative medicine in the past. Uh, past, I would say, the last two decades. Uh, and this name recently got changed to integrative health. So in the past two decades, the national surveys showed, these are published surveys, New England Journal of Medicine, General of uh, American Medical Association, JAMA, in other words, they um, provided the data that many Americans use complementary and alternative medicine, almost one is to th- in a wellness to three ratio. And uh, most of the people who use complementary medicine have some characteristics. Okay, so the people who use complementary and alternative medicine are the ones who have chronic diseases uh, such as pain, um, patients who have rheumatological conditions like arthritis. A lot of women, uh, mostly most women use, you know, in general, most women use healthcare, period. And it's true also for complementary and alternative or integrative health. Most women use complementary and uh, integrative health services. And cancer. Cancer is another area where uh, patients are using um, integrative health services. And the national data on that is about 60 to 90% of uh, cancer patients use those services. Whether they tell their doctors or not, that's a different thing. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're just maybe not always saying it. Saying it. So about 60 to 70% of patients do not disclose this to their doctors. And there are many many reasons behind it. Um, They're afraid that their doctors are going to drop them uh, from their care. Um, they are also concerned that um, the, if something didn't work, then they will be mocked at because they use something. But it is really a sense of control that patients want to have over their own health care. Um, so it is important that the doctors know about it. So cancer is one of the areas where this is needed, uh, not at all. Ne- uh, oh, in addition to needing it, uh, these services, uh, what is also need, uh, needed is the guidance to these patients about what is right and what is wrong to do at the time of cancer. Treatment. So um, I practice integrative oncology, uh, which is integrative healthcare in uh, for cancer patients at our cancer center. So I provide care to patients uh, who are needing advice on um, herbs, supplements, stress management, nutrition, pain management, anxiety, emotional issues, or any other issues in a way you can call that gaps in cancer care um, uh, for patients who are either receiving active treatment, like active chemotherapy or radiation therapy, 
or patients who are survivors or thrivers um, of cancer but are concerned that the cancer may return or a different kind of cancer may return and what can they do differently in their lives now to change their lifestyle to prevent that. And then I also see uh, family members of cancer patients who may be looking to prevent cancer. So in a way, primary prevention and secondary prevention is the um, advice during active treatment. And then the tertiary prevention would be survivorship. Survivorship. So, excuse me, I think uh, my button was, my microphone was not. So you see patients largely when they're getting treatment for cancer. Do you work closely with the oncologist? Well, well, that's maybe not even a misstatement. You just said you also help people yep. with preventive care as well. But what, let's let's take the example of a person who's been diagnosed with breast cancer or colon cancer sure. or something. And they're seeing their oncologist. They're getting some surgery. They're getting yep. chemotherapy. They feel awful. Is that the kind of person that would come to you and say, I'm stressed, I'm anxious, uh-huh. I'm nauseous or nauseated, I guess yeah. is the correct term. I'm nauseated. Is that the kind of person that you might see? Uh, I definitely see those patients plus others. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said, do I work close with oncologists on I sit with them in the same same room, and it is very interesting that I'm receiving so many referrals now from our own oncologist as well as our oncolo- uh, oncological <laughs> surgeons because they have now a place where they can send patients to. Um, we're going to talk more after the break. I yes. have to, we're running out of time. We're going to we're go always back. against the I'm clock. I'm getting the hook. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back. We have another half hour of the show to go. Uh, if you want to join in, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Healthy Matters. If you're just joining us, we're talking this morning about integrative health, taking your calls and your text messages as well. And Dr. David Hilden, your host, has returned. And uh, for those maybe joined us a little bit late, uh, what is the topic? Who did you bring with you? Thanks, Denny. And good morning to one and all or good afternoon or whatever time it might be where you're listening. But up here in the upper Midwest, it's morning. So good morning. Uh, We're talking about integrative health with Dr. Arthi Prasad. She is the chair of the Department of Medicine, and she holds the Scott Davies Endowed Chair of Medicine at uh, Hennepin Healthcare. We're talking about integrative health care today, and um, specifically um, as the the last um, uh, part of the previous segment um, uh, developed, we were starting to talk a little bit about integrative um, care in oncology or cancer care because that's a particular uh, focus of interest for Dr. Prasad. So first of all, welcome back. Good to have you on the show, Arthi. Thank you, David. All right. So um, let's. I want to take over a little bit where we left off, and then for those of you waiting on the phone lines, we'll get to you in just a moment, so please be patient. But I sort of ran out of time in the first half of the show. We were talking about your, your cares in integrative oncology. Um, I want to ask you a couple of questions, but I want to start out by asking a question that somebody texted okay, in. Okay, sure. And this person says, can we include a discussion of vitamins, herbs, and nutritional supplements? Um, okay, so that's a lot. But in your practice, can you tell us what, what are some tips or some things that people ought to know about vitamins and supplements and herbs in your practice? Great, yeah. We're going to talk about nutrition a little bit later. Yeah, okay, and I think we can probably have a whole show on nutrition. (laughs) Nutrition is such a big topic as part of our daily life, okay. Um, So uh, let me see how I can answer this question. Um, Question is about nutrition, herbs, and supplements, and I'm thinking specifically they're asking about cancer since we are talking about that. Uh, In general, my advice about nutrition to patients is nutrition is part of your life. Uh, Nutrition is uh, what we are, what, you know, we become what we eat. So uh, our nutrition needs to be um, a healthy nutrition. 
there is a lot of data on Mediterranean diet, as we know. It is good for health in general uh, for many different things, uh, including heart disease, healthy life, um, prolonging life, as well as uh, for cancer. So I focus a lot on those type of diets and foods. I should say food. I'm not a big fan of different kinds of diets, but the foods which bring healing to you, and they reduce inflammation in the body. Because most of the chronic diseases are now linked to certain kind of inflammation, including heart disease. As we know, we checked, as you know, David, and we check CRP. That's a marker for inflammation. We check it in rheumatology. We check it in cardiology. We check it in cancer, infectious diseases. So there is some, uh, something to think about inflammation in the body and how nutrition affects that inflammation or helps reducing that inflammation. So I'm a big proponent of anti-inflammatory diet. And that is basically a modified Mediterranean diet. So this is what I talk a lot lot about with patients. And um, I want to give this message to our audience that if you have um, no interest in cooking, you may want to develop an interest in cooking because you can cook beautiful, nourishing, healing food at home. Um, And you can do it with less cost. Um, There are uh, great books for that. And there is um, also a lot of good stores where you can uh, buy products which are not as expensive. And it also would give you a sense of some accomplishment that you did something for you. Nourishing food. I, like I talk. I, I talk a lot. I actually give some recipes out to my patients nice. too. I yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, while we're on nutrition, I know this is a whole other show, so we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do a whole other show on this, but. Um, it's probably true, even though I don't follow yeah. this myself so well, that uh, lower on the food chain, a plant-based diet is better for people and probably the planet as well. I know that you have some thoughts on a uh-huh. plant-based diet. Is that a true statement that it's a healthier diet? Yes, plant-based diet is a healthier diet. Uh, I'm not. A, uh, I do not tell patients to just completely stop eating meat. You know, if they grew up on meat products, uh, we can talk about good meat, um, healthy meats, um, and. Uh, one, one advice I do give to patients is to stay away from red meats, not mm-hmm. eating a whole lot of red meat because it's pro-inflammatory. But then you get into the nuances of what is a non-inflammatory red meat. So uh, farm-raised versus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all, all of those mm-hmm. things, non-hormones uh, uh, type of uh, uh, red meat products. <clears throat> so I, 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 I am a proponent of plant-based diet because there is value in it, and you can get protein through plant-based diet. A lot of people have concerns about having enough protein. And, and you can uh, get it through plant-based diet. You have a plant-based diet. But, you know, if they have a need to have additional protein, there are a lot of protein supplements that can be, you know, supplemented. There are two conditions in life. I, I, I think there are two diseases which change people's perspective about life and nutrition, and that's heart disease and cancer. Mm. Interesting. So I want to um, – honestly, I, nutrition is a whole – well, it's a whole course of study. People make their whole careers out of this, and so we can't do it in one second. But I wanted to, I wanted to just touch on that. What about the texters um, just in a couple of minutes? What the texter said about herbs and supplements, yeah. we certainly can't cover sure. them all. But is there a role and what ought patients to know who are sure. maybe already taking yes. some and come to see you? Uh, <clears throat> the science about uh, supplements – Um, And vitamins, I should say vitamins and supplements and herbs is evolving. A lot of people take vitamins and it's okay to take vitamins because I believe our diets are not adequate. Our food is not adequate. 
So majority of the uh, vitamins you can get from your diet if you are eating healthy. And what is eating healthy is what I just talked previously. Exactly. And most people do not have that healthy diet. So it's okay to take supplements. But what type of supplements? You need to talk to your physician or integrative doctor. Um, I think that's a very broad topic of, of uh, vitamins and supplements. Do they cure diseases? If that's the question, I would say no. They would not cure diseases. They can help with the mineral and vitamins deficiencies in the body, which either the disease or the disease treatments have created. Yeah, I, I well said. I, I, I very much appreciate that. I always tell people on this show for 10 years, I've been saying, first and foremost, attend to your diet. Um, eat a healthy diet. And, although, and I have over the years said I believe a plant-based diet is better, less processed foods, less mm-hmm. meat. Um, lower on the food chain is good. Do all of that, and you can get a complete balanced diet. And if you're doing all of that, that's the most important thing. But there might be a role for some supplements or vitamins, um, but it's not maybe going to correct everything. Um, most people don't get that healthy diet mm-hmm. is, I guess, um, what I'm trying to say. Can we go to the phone sure, lines because they've that. been waiting a long time? All right, let's uh, go. Pat in Minneapolis uh, is first up here. Pat, go ahead with your question, please. Do any of you have opinions on whether massage is effective treatment for lymphedema, or is it just a luxury? Good. Um, um, uh, Dr. Prasad couldn't quite hear that question, so I'm going to have you repeat it. It was about massage, correct? Do any of you have opinions on whether uh, massage is effective treatment for lymphedema, or is it just a luxury? Thank you. I will repeat the question so Dr. Massage can hear it. There's, um, so the question was, is there, uh, Dr. Prasad, is there any um, role for massage in lymphedema treatment? Yes. Thank you for asking that question. Uh, massage actually does have benefit in cancer treatment uh, for many different conditions. Lymphedema does not have um, a strong evidence uh, for massage, but I still often prescribe massage therapy for lymphedema, but it has to be done by a therapist who knows about lymphedema. And there, there is a special technique uh, that massage uh, therapists can take training in, which is called the lymph drainage or um, lymphedema therapy. And a lot of physical therapists have that technique too who can provide that kind of massage therapy, including physical therapy for uh, lymphedema. In oncology, the massage is our cancer treatment. Massage is beneficial. There is actually data, evidence-based data, uh, for reduction of uh, pain and anxiety. And massage has to be done away from the side of the cancer. So there are uh, special strokes and techniques. Uh, what do you mean, away from the site of the cancer? So you so, have breast cancer, you do it in the, what do you mean? So when, you are, when you're massaging someone and you know the site of the cancer, you would not be massaging or, or uh, you know, the Toward strokes that. towards that. Toward towards that. that. Oh, because yeah. you are affecting the lymph. Good. Oh, good. Oh, that's that's interesting. Do we offer this kind of these therapies? Do we offer lymphedema services at Hennepin? I believe we do. We do offer lymphedema services. It's not done by a massage therapist. We unfortunately don't have massage therapists at um, HCMC, which we need to have hopefully okay. in the future. Yeah, maybe but you physical can get on therapy. That, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody who can maybe do so. <laughs> you can get a. Thank you for your question. That was a, a terrific question for listeners. I want to um, uh, give you just a little bit of housekeeping business. If you want to get uh, into C. Any practitioner at Hennepin Healthcare, either at our downtown brand spanking new clinic and specialty center, which is where Dr. Prasad practices, you give us a call at 612 873 
6963. Perhaps you live out in the western suburbs. Well, we got a clinic in Golden Valley. Maybe you're in the northern suburbs. Well, that's Brooklyn Park. Southern suburbs, Richfield. We're all over the place. Maybe you're in Minneapolis. We have the Whittier Clinic. We have the East Lake Clinic. We have the St. Anthony Clinic. And, of course, we have our um, uh, huge multi-specialty center, which has surgery, procedures, integrative health, cancer, allergy, primary care, pediatrics, physical therapy. It's all there. 612 873 6963. We have to take a break, Danny? Let's do that. Let's take a quick break. We have much more show to come. If you'd like to get involved in the show, you can call in your question, 651-989-9226. Certainly you can send a text, and we'll get back to those too. That number is 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. We're talking about integrative health. If you have a question or comment, certainly you can call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. Text number 81807. Here again is Dr. Hilden. Okay, um, Arthi, I'm going to ask you a question from the text line here. This is about mental health and integrative mm-hmm. health. And this is, um, I'll read it straight from um, uh, the text line. The texter says, my daughter is a patient in an integrative medicine practice for her mental health. It has been a lifesaver, literally. She has the access she needs for medication questions, dosage changes, and other questions such as sleep problems. I cannot say enough good things about the concept of integrative care. While many support integrative care, how does a provider incorporate this into their practice when it is not always covered by insurance? Now, that is a separate texture. So I'm going to put those two together. First of all, what about mental health and integrative care? What, what, um, what, what do you have to say about that? Sure. First of all, the person who sent that text message, I just want to say thank you for asking that question and congratulations that you actually have a provider where your daughter can go to. This is great access and care that uh, she is receiving. So your question is about mental health, uh, David, yeah. and, and integrative uh, yeah. health. Yeah, and what kind of services can you offer sure. for mental sure. health? So um, if, if there is one thing that a doctor and doesn't have to be the integrative doctor, can do in their practice to help patients is to include mind-body practices. Uh, That has the most evidence in integrative health Mm. for many different things. And mind-body practices are part of the mental health practices because what do we say, David, often to patients? It's in your head, right? That's a bad thing to say to people. It's in your head because... It is the right thing. Get over it. It's in your head. And you know, there's value in that because it is in our head because our head has mind and mind and body are connected. Mm -hmm. So if in order to heal your body, you need to heal your mind. And how do you do that? So there's so many different kinds of practices that help support our mind and brain, which can influence in turn our body. So we can control our body parts and body movements and the processes in the body by making our mind stronger. So the practices that can help in emotional issues and mental health issues are going to be like meditation, which has the <clears throat> which has a lot of data on many different things in controlling your mood, reducing your anxiety, being present in the moment, so in in reflection and being attentive, which is very important in any kind of work, including with our own families. Um, And I'll smile at that because, you know, I get to hear that complaint from my own daughters at times (laughs) about, Mom, you're not listening. I know, I know, Arthi's daughters, and they're fabulous (laughs) women. And um, I I have a hard time believing you don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, so, um, 
<clears throat> so meditation. Um, the other forms of mind-body practices for emotional health are going to be mindfulness-based stress reduction, so uh, mindful meditation, and also um, biofeedback, hypnotherapy, dance therapy, art therapy. All of these have a mind-body connection and yoga. And, and I believe, David, your wife is yeah, a yoga practitioner. A yoga practitioner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the national data shows on surveys, the largest survey, which is the uh, NIH and the CDC conducts, shows that majority of the people who use complementary and integrative health services, they use meditation and yoga. And they are both good for many different mental health conditions. So uh, I'm a big proponent for, for both of Great them. Great answer. And, you know, and um, for people who know me well, which is, you know, many of you listening know me well through over these decades, I'm a spaz case and I talk a lot and I'm not, I don't think listening's being mindful and present has always been my strength. What I've tried at the urging of my daughter who lives in Los Angeles is, is a meditation practice and I, I do it. I've started I've, uh, about the last month, and it is incredible. Now, I use an app on the phone, but um, mm-hmm. uh, um, there's this call map that I use, and I shouldn't advertise um, uh, or, uh, other organizations, but I love it. <laughs> and um, I, I can't say how good it is even just to take those 10, 15, 20 minutes out of your day to um, focus, focus. And, and be more yeah. mindful of your just your own breathing. I mean, that's what I'm trying exactly. to do. And yeah. then I think I, I find that during the day, mm-hmm. during the day when there's something stressful going on, to just take a few minutes yes, to come back yeah, yeah, and take some breaths and focus yeah. on your breathing. Um, so thank you for that. And, and Texter, thank you for that. What about, what about how does um, – this is the second half. It's a different Texter. But okay. it says, while many support integrative care, how does a provider incorporate into their practice when it's not often covered by insurance or when it's not part mm-hmm. of the standard pathways? What do you say about that? I know. I we think, just have about a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I think we need help from all of you to make that happen so that integrative uh, care services become part of health care. We need that public advocacy in that regard. Um, hopefully things are changing. And when Medicare starts to cover for things, everyone is going to cover. So our most focus is going to be, should be on Medicare. Medicare should cover acupuncture. Medicare should cover mind-body practices. Medicare should cover X for integrative services, massage services. And then everyone is going to follow. What we are lacking in integrative health is, and this is going to take a very long time to get there, is to have that long-term data on outcomes. This is how healthcare works. You look at outcomes. What you, you do an intervention, and you look at the outcome. Is that effective? Integrative healthcare is so complex because, because it cannot be practiced by one person. It is usually practiced by a group of providers. So you can think about if you have any you know, academic or research background, you can think about that it will be a very hard study to design to have so many variables and so many practitioners being part of it to have an outcome study. But that is coming. This is already happening in pain, in military. Um, this, This is funded by NIH. It's also happening in many different areas of cancer, and it is also happening in general preventive healthcare. So we will have long-term data, hopefully soon, and maybe that's when maybe our insurance company that will drive some of the decision-making. But practitioners can still incorporate, and there will be a cost to, to patients. I would not say that. You know, we pay for things. We pay for our bags when we fly on airline, right? We never mm. question that. Yeah. Let me um, really fast. Are eggs okay in a modified Mediterranean diet from the text? 
message. Are eggs okay? Yes, the uh, num- uh, the amount of eggs may vary, but yes, eggs okay. are okay. How about this one? This is a Minnesotan question. We got a lot of hunters. We got more deer in Minnesota than anything else. What about wild venison? Is Gosh, that okay? No, I, I love it. I'm I, looking I, at our I don't know. She's I from don't know. New Mexico and in India. Do you eat? <laughs> I love that. I love why well, the wild game is the question, but um, uh, I don't think we're gonna have a good answer for that one. But it's a great question. Uh, you know, you know, is wild meat better than than at least it's gonna got chemicals and stuff in it. All right, we have to run. I love this. Um, this last texture, I'm just going to read it. I don't have time for a response, okay. but it says, perhaps body, mind, and spirit is a good trifecta focus towards better health. Great question. Body, mind, and spirit. I endorse it. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Thank you, Dr. Prasad, for being here. Thank you, David. Next week. Thank we'll, you, audience. We'll be back again next week with more Healthy Matters. We hope you join us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 